Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. We've been chronicling for the last few weeks the uh, you know the the veterinarian adventures of Henwolf. Uh, two weeks ago, she went in to have uh, a teeth cleaning, a tooth extraction, and most importantly, two masses removed. And uh, they left very big, you know, incisions. Uh, because for those who don't know, when you get a mass removed, you want to take what they call um, uh, you want to take wide margins, which is you want to take as much skin around the tumor as you can you know, to in case the tumor is cancerous or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, because you want to get as much of the cancerous cells as possible. So yeah, uh, the results came back, no cancer in the tumors. So that's great. Yay. Uh, I, I wasn't like scared, like particularly that it was cancer because she's just prone to fatty tumors. Um, these are not the first tumors she's had removed. She's had a lot of tumors removed, but we still test them if they don't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the way the, the, the way, the way the vet does it is, uh, is they basically say like, they they tell me they're like, I can either say that's definitely not cancerous or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, if it's an, I'm not sure, then it goes to the lab <laughs> and then they will be sure. So, but the, I don't, the one tumor was uh definitely not cancer. And the other one was, I'm not sure. So they sent that to the lab. The lab said no cancer. Um, but that put Henwolf through the living hell that is the dog cone, which many dogs have suffered through the dog cone. Uh, but Henwolf is not just any dog. She is a, a St. Bernard uh, Collie or Australian Shepherd mix. So she's whip smart and a fucking tank of a monster of a dog. I mean, she just, I mean, she's literally clipped my feet out from under me when we were playing. Just dove for my legs, <laughs> knocked me over. I'm so glad she doesn't make a habit of that because otherwise I would be just afraid to live in my own home. <laughs> but, uh, but she is, she's a monster and she's built like a tank. So, uh, <laughs> so her with the cone, she was just whacking things with the cone all day long, hitting into door frames, hitting into shelves, hitting into tables, hitting into me. And it was a very long two weeks of her wearing that cone. And I remember the mortified reaction when they told me she needed to wear it for two weeks as well. I, so, I, I thought okay. it went pretty fast, actually. Um, well, that's because time you know. has no meaning anymore. Yeah, I mean, for you. <laughs> um. I feel like time has no meaning for most. Even people working are kind of like, what day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but, it's yeah, Thursday. Yeah, but that's always it. So then I guess just time has no meaning. So, <laughs> Well, time is a man-made construct. It's not. So. How is it not? I mean... Things progress like it, it. Do they? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> it's not though. Like we put, we put like, like you know, like names on it, and we, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's not like think time doesn't exist. It's still there. Like even if we didn't call it an hour, it would still be a passage of time. 
I there, think you're just trying to defend your hopes of time travel someday. I I don't know if I that want. Sound like I don't know if I want time travel. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. I want let the record show. Michelle just said she doesn't want to go back and kill Hitler. She oh, thinks everything he did was fine. And, and and in fact, I think she I think she used the term tubular. It was totally tubular. Tubular. I say tubular all the time. So <laughs> this whole statement is pretty much just classic, typical Michelle speak. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but okay. So the two weeks went by pretty quickly overall. But it was honestly the longest two weeks I've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so. I uh, I take her in at two thirty to get the uh, the staples removed because they use staples on the back of her neck and then there's one right above her butt, mm-hmm. which uh, that's why she had to wear the cone so long because I mean the one over her butt that's prime like dog licking chewing space, so you don't want her pulling out those those uh, those staples. Yeah. So I take her in. They and Wolfie is the weirdest dog in the world. She just leaps out of the car and runs right up the steps into the into the. Uh, uh, the veterinarian's office. She loves loves people. She loves her vet. She loves the nurses. She loves strangers. So she just like runs. I mean, this, I mean, she ran up without me because right now because of COVID, they just come to your car and take your dog. You, so you don't go in. So that's so weird. It is weird. So Wolfie just runs right up, and about you know. Six minutes later, they bring her back out and the cone is off. They let me keep the cone because they said they were fascinated. They said I might be fascinated by the amount of stress <laughs> fractures in this cone. Uh, so I take her home. Everything is right with the world. She's now laying on the couch and snuggling up the way that she's used to, which I was. That was the thing that made me the saddest about it was that she had like very specific places she liked to snuggle and sleep and nap. And she was only doing maybe half of them because Aww. the cone just made everything more uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, now she's just like on the couch all the time and, and you know, snuggling up with my other dog, Chicano, all the time. But, uh, of course, there's a but. At exactly like five o'clock, I, I go to pet Henwolf on the couch and I see there's just a little bit of blood on the back of her neck. And I look and her neck wound had opened just a little bit. Not a lot. It wasn't like gushing blood or anything like that. It had opened just a little bit. Um, and so I cleaned it, you know, real quick with a Q-tip and some peroxide. And then I called the vet because I was like, I was, I, at first I was like, it's probably no big deal. But then at the same time, I was like, yeah, but like I can see where the skin is separated a little bit. And that would take a long time to heal without staples or something, you know? So I call the vet. I tell them what's up. Uh, they they say, okay, could you just text us a picture and then we'll let you know if we need you to come in right away or not. So I send them a picture and then, yeah, the, the next text is like, how soon can you be here? And I'm like, I'll leave in literally two minutes. So mm-hmm. I put Chicano in his crate and listen to him whine as Henwolf and I leave without him because he hates when we leave without him. Um, I know. stitches too. <laughs> oh, he is terrified of the vet. He does not like the vet at all. He's the polar opposite. I have to take uh, him. Uh, uh, this will be the end of the story, so I'll get there in a second. But so, um, so I take him to the I take him to the veterinary hospital that I use, and they they take they take Wolfie in, and 
I wait about 25 minutes or so, maybe a little less. And then my vet comes out, which was very nice of her. Cause you know, that's not involved with the removal of stitches. They, she wasn't there when they pulled the, uh, the staples out because why would she need to be, you know, she's a vet, she's got surgeries and stuff to do. Cause I mean, she did the surgery. Um, so she comes out and she tells me, you know, okay, so here's the deal. The, the, the split was unusual. I am shocked. 14 days should be plenty of time for it to seal, but you know, things happen. She's like, so I put, I personally put two staples in that should get it to heal. Right. It should only take a week before they need to come out. And then she was like, but here's the thing. I'm going to give you some antibiotics just in case there's an infection that we can't see, Mm -hmm. which might be causing this. So just in case we'll give her antibiotics. Um, And then she was like, and I'm going to schedule you next week to come and see me. And I'm going to look at it and assess if I want to take the staples out. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And she was nice enough to tell me that she wiped it all from the books. I didn't get charged for her time. Because I mean, she's the doctor. Good. So, I, I mean, technically, just by auto- automatically, anytime she sees someone, you get billed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was also nice. She didn't bill me for anything for it. Which, I mean, and I think that's fair, but I also appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I would have been a pretty mad if I had to go there. And then I was like, I paid 100 bucks. You guys didn't do it right. But so, um, luckily Henwolf is the easiest dog in the world to give pills to. Um, these pills are not dog pills. They're just, you know, normal, you know, capsule pills with powder in them. Oh. I just put a dab of, of canned cheese on the pill and hold it out to her and she licks it up and <laughs> swallows it. Like, I am worried that you could just take a ball bearing and put a little cheese on it and hand it to her. She would just slurp it up and be gone. Well, she probably um, would. So. She probably would. Well, when I gave her her first dose, uh, the vet was laughing because she was like, you know, and she was like, if if you have any problem with the pills, you can crack them open and just pour the powder onto something and give it to your dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I literally told her, I was like, I'm just going to drop the pill on top of her bowl of kibble and it will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, Chicano, you could <clears throat> put a pill inside of a baked ham like a piece of baked ham and he would eat all around it and drop the pill right at your feet and then look you dead in the eye. Yeah. He's... Like, nice try loser. He's <laughs> like a cat. Yeah. No, that, in that way he is very cat like. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you know, and it's always the worst part is with Chicano, especially um, his health demands and Henwolf's health demands have been a bit different. Obviously Chicano is a uh, slightly smaller dog. He's, what we think is a border collie husky mix. So he's stubborn and smart and very fluffy. And, but like, uh, there's been a lot of fireworks going off lately and he has fireworks anxiety. But the problem is it's not that the fireworks are, are that big of a deal. It's that the fireworks are more than normal. Mm-hmm. Like a lot yeah. more than normal. Yeah. Like way louder. Yeah. Cause Wolfie doesn't react to anything. You know, really, she doesn't really care about loud booms and stuff, but even these fireworks make her bark. She's just like, wow. what was that? Bark, bark, bark. So um, I had to get Chicano anti-anxiety medicine, and I'm literally trying to get him to take this pill. I'm like, I want to help you, you stupid bastard. <laughs> like, um, The worst is the flea medicine because it's actually flavored, you know, so a dog would like it, which mm-hmm. means he hates it. I wish the flea medicine was just a regular pill because that seems to be easier. I literally have to take a mortar and pestle and grind his pills to to pure powder and then mix them in with wet food, which he can't resist wet dog food because he doesn't get it really. He only gets it when he gets pills. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he loves it. Though. He's obsessed with wet yeah. dog food. He's obsessed with it. But I have to grind it up and then I have to mix it with enough wet dog food that he won't turn it away. 
Because he'll turn it away. He'll just smell it and be like, no, no thanks. It has stuff in it that'll help me. <laughs> and you're like, please, just <laughs> take the pill. Um, but so uh, I'll end this because I actually wanted to ask you about your cat experiences with medicine. Oh, but cool. Because I was going to volunteer. <laughs> Good, good. Um, but uh, so I'm just going to finish the story with. Uh, so I bring the dog, I bring Henwolf back next week, and I already had an appointment for Chicano to get his his uh, his shots. He, he's due for uh, for shots, so I'm going to get to bring them both in, and it will be yeah. hilarious because it's the first time I've ever brought them both to the vet. And Henwolf will be jogging up the stairs to go in and see everyone, and Chicano I'll be coaxing and Aww. begging him to please go inside. <laughs> Oh God, Henwolf is in the room now. Hi, big girl. Oh, I can. She like sat perfectly next to me, so I can take a look at her staples. They look good. It looked immediately a million times worse because they reshaved the area, and the mm-hmm. skin around mm-hmm. her because the skin on her neck is white. That means the skin is like pink. Oh. So it was extra scary at first. I was like, Oh my God! Like it's all red. And then it was like an hour later. I was like, Oh, the fur just needs to grow back. In. Yeah. She looks like Frankenstein. Yes, she Aww. does. She me. But she's literally like laying right by my side now. I'm scratching her shoulders. So tell me about cats and pills. So I don't have like a ton of experience with cats and pills, but I, I can tell you the cat that we had when I was growing up, um, he like just wouldn't eat pill. Like he knew he's like, he's going to help me. I'm not going <laughs> to let it help me. Um, not only that, but like he was like, and he's a little grumpy and stuff. But he was, he's a nice cat and he wouldn't like, he, he's one of those, like, he really wouldn't ever try to hurt us or any of that kind of stuff. But the vets were terrified of him because he put up a really good show and he'd like hiss <laughs> and like scream at them. And, and they, and they were like, oh my God, this cat's going to tag us. And my mom, like, he couldn't go in a carrier because he was too scared. So I, my mom would just hold him and take him inside and, and and my mom would be like, you can you can do things to him. I'll just hold him, and then you can give him a shot or something. And the vet would be like, we don't know what he's going to do to you. And and she's like, he's my cat. Like he doesn't do anything. He loves me. Like he would never like hurt my mom. Like, you don't know what it's going to do. Know. Like it could it it could go crazy. So they'd like take him in the back and like he like get away and like run around the back room. <laughs> And I think there were a couple of times they just like they were like going to take blood or something. And they just like gave up. They're like, "That's fine. He's probably fine." Um, but uh, but like he, we we're real weird. Um, we used yes. to take him. Yeah, we used to take him on vacations with us. Um, because he's a part of the family and we loved him. And he actually loved cars, loved taking car rides until we took him on vacation and he got super sick and projectile vomited all over the place <laughs> and he was terrified of cars and anytime he went in the car you just throw up so, how long of a car ride was it uh like what like eight hours or ten hours that's a really long time for an animal he did really well for a long time then he was just like i can't i'm just gonna throw up so <laughs> and then he just it, just it was it was just exorcist the yeah. cat was just like your mother sucks cocks in hell ah! Ah, just mm-hmm. poor kitty. Yeah, pretty much. So we we totally destroyed his love of cars, which is really sad. But we Aww. didn't know. We never had. Well, and, and that's such an unusual love for a cat to have. So I mean, that's so un- uncommon for yeah. a cat to have uh, a love of cars. Because like my both of my dogs love car rides. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm taking them with me to the post office later today. And that's the first time in two weeks. Cause Wolfie had that cone and it just made her impossible to manage. She would jump into the car and it would get caught on stuff. And I was worried she was yeah. going to hurt herself. Yeah. So not that, not that she can really be hurt. That's the other thing I forgot to mention <laughs> the vet when they stapled her, mm-hmm. she was like, well, um, she didn't even react. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't surprise me. She's literally a monster. Like, She's literally a monster of a, of a creature. Wow. Um, I mean, she walked out of the vet's office after the surgery, just, (sighs) just running around, didn't give a shit. She's yeah. And I will say though, the most satisfying part of this entire ordeal was when Henwolf got home and got up on the couch and finally licked that part of her ass that we had denied her licking for two weeks. Good. It was the most, it looked like the most satisfying activity any living creature had ever done. She just sat there and she wasn't licking it quick. She was like licking it slow and deliberately. <laughs> like, finally, I've made it to my point, to my destination. So it was, but that, of course, that one, which was a gigantic incision, that one sealed up completely. It's not changed at all. Yeah, maybe it's just like that spot. It's, well, and that's the thing, unfortunately, with, uh, you know, with growths, they grow wherever they will grow. So it's not like it grew in any, like, you know, spot on her neck that made sense, like, geometrically or anything. Mm-hmm, it's like yeah. it was down and to the right. So the incision had to be this had to be diagonally across mm-hmm. the back of her neck and stuff. Um, they were afraid that maybe she was pawing at it, but her, she can't. Her arms are too long. Like... I mean, I did watch her. I watched her super close to make sure she wasn't itching it. Cause they, cause unfortunately they were like, well, if it turns out that she's in some way itching it, it's cone time. No, no. That's what I said too. So, but luckily it's looking good. Also, the staples are supposed to be in pretty good. You need like a pair of pliers to undo them. I'm pretty um, sure dog, um, teeth are, could be like pliers, right? Oh, well, but I meant she can't bite the back of her neck. Oh, okay. And if she, yeah. Well, at least she hasn't yeah. shown me that hidden talent yet. She, you know, she could have just been doing all of this while you weren't paying attention. She might just like take off the cone and like look <laughs> at it and then put the cone back on and be like, oh, I'm totally fine. That's why I've seemed like it was fine for the last two weeks because I've just been doing stuff when you're not looking. That wouldn't surprise me. She just like takes the cone off, hops in my car, goes, gets an oil change. So I don't notice the extra miles, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like that. that's nice. Yeah. She's a, she's a considerate monster, but uh, yeah, it, it was just funny. Cause like, yeah, when the vet told me like, she didn't even flinch when we stabled her. I was like, I know, <laughs> I know the beast that you speak of, you know, it's just, she's a, she's a terrifying animal. She's, 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 she's just a monster. She's just big and in charge. One time at the vet, uh, there was a mastiff there, which was about a 110 pound dog mm-hmm. and uh Wolfie's about 65 pounds, but she's just big. She's just a large creature. And I always joke because when we got her, she was like 95 pounds and we got her to lose weight to be healthier. But uh, I always joke with people. I'm like, you got to understand size is a matter of personality as well as physicality. Mm-hmm. And Wolfie's got personality. Um, but this, uh, so uh, one of the things I've learned from having dogs is that not every aggressive interaction between dogs is a fight. Sometimes it's just communication and dogs communicate very differently than humans. A lot of times a dog will just be like, Hey, don't do that. I'll kill you. That's not really a threat. Dogs understand like, Hey, don't do that or I'll kill you. Like, 
you, if you do that to somebody at the grocery store, they're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Maybe I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you're in the East Coast, that's the typical reaction. <laughs> what? What the fuck you say to me? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. But sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just remember the first like month I lived on the East Coast. Uh, somebody hit their cart into me and I looked at them and smiled, like trying to be like, Hey, it's okay. And they just looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was was just being Midwest. I don't know how to be anything else, but, (laughs) but anyway, uh, but this Mastiff was sniffing her and Henwolf loves other dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. So the Mastiff is sniffing her and she's sniffing him and her little nub tail is wagging like crazy. Well, then he starts sniffing her in like a part of her head she didn't like. So she goes, and he just keeps doing it. So she goes and and just puts her mouth like right on the top of his head and he pulls back and there's just slobber right across the top of his head because she just put her mouth fully right on top of his head. And and then he's back. And of course the owner pulled him back a little bit. That's the other thing is you can tell when somebody is an experienced dog owner because they don't freak out about an interaction like Mm -hmm. that. Because it wasn't a fight. It was one, and then it was over. Because yeah. that was, it was, Henwolf was just saying, like, here's the deal. You're not doing that because mm-hmm. I don't want you to. And yeah. here's my, my evidence of such. So, <laughs> yeah, that sound is important. She's just dead asleep next Aww. to my feet. She's not hearing your impersonations of her. <laughs> no, no, I try not to impersonate her. Rachel's mean. She'll, she'll go, oh, which is kind of how Hanwolf sounds when she barks. And I'm like, don't taunt the way she speaks. <laughs> she's a smart girl. Yeah. She's literally, she's like, if you cross the dog from Beethoven and the Raptors from Jurassic park, that's what she's like. Okay. All right. I, I, I know what that means. <laughs> also, if you've ever seen the movie Cujo, which is about a killer St. Bernard, Anytime Wolfie gets wet, she just looks like Cujo. <laughs> Cujo was just a wet St. Bernard. Yeah. So, that's uh when I first got her, I remember friends used to say, if you can't handle me at my Cujo, you don't deserve me at my Beethoven. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. <laughs> but uh you took your cat on vacation? Yeah. Yeah. So the rest of and he was like <laughs> and and like so not only did he have no problem with cars until we messed him up forever, but <laughs> He like totally he wasn't one of those cats where he needed to be in the same place. Just bring him on vacation. He's like, oh, okay. I'm here with my family. You know, no problems, no big deal at all. So That's so weird. Yeah, super weird cat. One of those, like, he was way more attached. Actually, we we think he thought he was a person. Um and he was like way more attached to us than anything else. So as long as we were around and no big deal. But sounds to me like he was a dog. Yeah, maybe. He really he really did not think he was a cat. He used to sit at the table and like try to eat with us. Um but uh but but so so on the way home from the vacation, like the ten eight, ten hour away car ride, we were like, We can't do this again. Like we he he like couldn't do it on the way there. So we went to a vet and they were like, Oh, we'll just give him some like tranquilizer like medication stuff. That's totally fine. So we do and it helped a lot. But he doesn't like pills. So you have to force him. You had to force him to eat the pill. Actually, like, there was, like, a pill pocket and, like, maybe you get it in there. But even then, he knew once it happened, he knew what it was. So he would pretend he took the pill, but then hide it, like, in his cheek or under his tongue. And then when you weren't looking, he would spit it out somewhere. No way. Cats do that. 
That's in. Well, yeah, but, but I expected a cat to be resistant, but not resistant like somebody who has been put in a mental hospital against their will. <laughs> no, they're like, like they're like really bad, and that's like a lot of thought involved. Like I have to make them think that I took this, and then I will just not take it. And then so, I hide it under my pill, and then eventually, when I have enough pills, I grind them up and put it in their tea. Exactly. And then and I then- can do what I want. <laughs> now it's the cat's house. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, so you had to, like, check his mouth afterwards and make sure it went down. (laughs) Or sometimes he'd, like, hold it in his throat and then, like, spit it back up, so. That is literally like having a mental patient (laughs) that you have to take care of in your house. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, my first thought would be, of course, would be grind it up into a powder and put it into the food that he likes. Yeah, I don't know. This was a while ago, so, like, I don't know what... We did eventually. Well, and not everybody has a mortar and pestle sitting there. I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm lucky. I have a stone mortar and pestle because I like a Puerto Rican food called mofungo. And you need a mortar and pestle to make it. So that's why I have a mortar and pestle. That makes sense. Every time I grind a pill up for him, and today's actually flea treatment day, so... Uh sometimes sometimes I have to take his flea treatment pill, grind it up, mix it with the food, and then leave him locked in his crate so, for hours with the food till he eats it. Oh and he's a smart dude. He knows that I'm not letting him out until he eats. Mm-hmm. And he'll still like just sit there for a couple of hours just staring those cold eyes at me. <laughs> he's very sweet. It's He sends mixed signals because Henwolf has like the warmest, most inviting eyes ever. Just, you know... Just, uh, I love you, I'll do anything for you forever. And then, but but she doesn't like to cuddle or snuggle. She just likes to be pet and scratched. Mm-hmm. But then Chicano will just be like, please lay on the couch with me for the whole day. I'll just do, I'll put my paws up to my head and I'll be so happy. But then when he looks at you, his eyes are just like, you can live or die. It's up to you. <laughs> like, he's just got that husky coldness in his mm-hmm. eyes. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, um, yeah, pills are with Henwolf. They're not a big deal. The ones that are flavored, I just throw them up in the air, and she catches them and eats them. Wow, it's just another treat to her. Mm-hmm. So with Chicano, it's substantially harder because I actually woke up this morning and I was like, "Oh crap, I need to give Henwolf her uh, her pill." And then I was like, "Oh yeah, just dab some cheese on it." So I literally just put like the smallest amount of easy cheese on it I could, mm-hmm. held my finger up to her mouth, and she just licked it that off my finger, and it was gone. Wow. Yeah, I wish all dogs were that easy. Same, that's the thing. Like, I got spoiled. My first dog is just easy at everything. You can just mm-hmm. take her to the vet, and she loves it, and she can't wait. And she, you know, oh, we need her to get on the weight, mach- the weight thing. Okay, Wolfie, you snap your finger over the weight machine. She jumps up onto it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but then you got Chicano, and he just looks at me. He's like, I know what you want, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a butthead. You should know that. So his nickname is just Butt. Which I got that from my mom. My mom would call things butt when she didn't like them or when they weren't doing what she wanted. She'd be like, okay, butt. Stop being a butt. So now that's me. Now I say that. Carrying on a long and storied tradition in my family of saying things are butt. It's a good tradition. You know, I, you know, I mean, it's as good as any, I guess. Yeah. I mean, some families have naval traditions. Some families pass down Fabergé eggs, I guess. <laughs> But we call things butt. Yeah. This thing's butt. And this, do you see the way this door closes? It closes like butt. Yeah. 
but mostly it's calling things and people butts. Mm-hmm. You know, like if a person is taking everybody, but come on, butt, don't be yeah. a butt. So, I'm, I've never called you a butt because you never are a butt. So you should feel good about yourself. You can call me a butt. I don't care, man. It's all right. Whatever you need. <laughs> so, oh my God. Um, but yeah, so the dog thing has been just a little bit much lately. Um, uh, Stress-wise. It just kind of shook yeah. everything up for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but now things are pretty good. And even though I said, like, I was like, oh, Chicano's so difficult. Like, um, hand, the vets are pros. So once I hand them his leash, they'll get, to, they'll give him his shots. They don't just go like, what if he attacks us? We don't know what he's going to do. Well, he's not a cat. So <laughs> they know he doesn't want to hurt people. He just might have to. <laughs> it's, it's different. No. Um, I mean, I'm guessing they, they just judge temperament because they can tell he's just afraid, but he mm-hmm. doesn't really lash out when mm-hmm. he's afraid. He just hides. Uh, I don't want to like talk about it forever because it makes me so sad. But I mean, but like Chicano was hit and stuff. Yeah. Uh, in his former former ownership, there's no doubt about it. So, and it's so interesting though because he can be so fearful, but he loves new people. He's not afraid of new people. Mm-hmm. He's just curious and a little standoffish for like five minutes. Literally, when he met my buddy Keith, um, he barked at Keith for about a minute and a half, and then twenty minutes later, jumped up on the couch and laid down next to him. Aww. Like, he's not, you know, not an untrusting dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how my, my mom has a cat that we're, like, positive it was hit. Because you can't put your hand in front of his face. He gets really scared. Yeah. Um, But he, like, but at the same time, he, like, loves people. He loves to be pet. You know, you just can't go like that because he gets scared. Yeah. Chicano flinches a tiny bit when you pet his head. Mm-hmm. But not, not, like, you can still pet him. But he does, he like, he'll kind of sometimes flinch. Yeah. Um, it's gotten better now. Like in the first few months I had him, I remember one point I was swiping at a bug near mm-hmm. him and he like cowered. Aww. I thought I was swinging hands at him, but he doesn't do that anymore. So that's good. I mean, he's been here over a year now. So, I mean, he's going to unlearn some of that yeah. the longer it goes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. The same with my mom's cat. He's gotten, he's gotten better, but, yeah. uh. It's hard. And it's it's like it's upsetting because, you know, like if an animal is scared of your hands going towards them, there's an association like it's not like a person where you're like trying to punch them and they're like, oh, no, I know what that is. Like they have yeah. to they have to have a reason to be afraid of that. And that's not good. No, no, no. But luckily, otherwise, you know, he's good. He's not aggressive. He's friendly. He loves children. Um, he's fascinated by cats. I think he wants to snuggle them because he like, I thought at first he wanted to chase them or hurt them mm-hmm. because he would like stand there staring at them. But then he would like relax. Like the cat would be sitting there like, I don't know about you. And he would lay down. Oh yeah. And I was like, I think he just wants to be near the cat. I don't think he wants to do anything. Unless he's waiting for the cat to like put their guard down and then he's going to attack. Well, at that point he out catted the cat. So he wins. Yeah. He's allowed to eat that cat. Yeah, actually, I mean, honestly, I mean, cats are always like kind of ready to go. So even if he were to like go like, oh, I'm going to get you, the cat would already be gone. So, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no. Now, but I will say we did find out I mean, he wants to eat a ferret. Like he met a ferret and he immediately started acting like we were holding a treat. Oh, no. So, which is funny because Henwolf will like lick the ferret mm-hmm. and like sniff it. 
same with mice and stuff. She'll like lick them and be like, Hey, what are you? But Chicano's just like murder, glorious, glorious murder. Yeah. Can I kill something? Please. My bloodlust. <laughs> so good old Chicano monster, but no, Yay. uh, so, <laughs> well, he can't, he's just a different, he just has some different breeding, you know? Um, that's one of the reasons I really think he's got husky in him because they're killing dogs. They kill stuff. Um, as to where Wolfie is like straight out of like a lower budgeted Disney movie. <laughs> so <laughs> from the nineties, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just worry that one day she's going to read the rule book of the basketball team and see it doesn't say a dog can't play. Oh no. And oh no. And then she'll start playing basketball and then she'll be too good for me. No, she'll still, she'll still love you. And even if she's too good for you for a little while, her career will end. And then she will come and apologize. <laughs> She'll show up with like sunglasses and a, and a suitcase and be like, look, I know I said a lot of things, but uh, it's, this is literally like a BoJack Horseman sketch. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but she says that. And then, and then you say, listen, you really hurt me. Like you haven't called me in years. I didn't know if you were still alive. And, and like, and then you, and then she says, like, you're like the closest thing I have to family. And then she like <laughs> takes off her sunglasses and she's crying. And then I have to let her in because I didn't even know dogs could cry. But they can. Probably. <laughs> no, they probably can't. Maybe like, no, they don't. Cause, cause cats can sweat through their paws. So I was going to say maybe. Dogs do too. Okay, so maybe her paws will just start dripping. Ew. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good set. You set a good stage, though. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, Wolfie, I've never seen you cry before. That's Come inside. Because- I, I still have kibble. <laughs> What were you going to say? That's because. Oh, oh I was just going to say that that was a Futurama episode, I think. Yes. With the was monkey. That with, yes. It was. Yeah. With the, yeah no, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Futurama. You know, uh, I, I, I noticed recently there's a uh, contingent of people on the internet very aggressive about the idea that Rick and Morty is, is not as good as Futurama and that some people think Rick and Morty is better than Futurama. I have not seen that. That's a thing. I'm seeing it quite well. I've seen it like three or four times in the last five days. So I consider that to be evidence that it's a thing. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that at all. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The people who love Futurama are adamant Rick and Morty is fine, but it is no Futurama. Um, I'm inclined to agree. (laughs) I, I mean, me too, but I don't think they're the same kind of show and it's a weird thing to compare the other one to. <clears throat> yeah, they're not. I mean, one is Rick and Morty and the other one's pretty awesome. <clears throat> I don't yeah. hate Rick and Morty. I watched well, the first two seasons and I liked it. I, I mean, I haven't seen the last season of Rick and Morty because I just either, yeah. fell off. But um, but I actually like Rick and Morty. I just I just don't like it enough to care about Pickle Rick, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Pickle Rick was uh, was OK at best. And, and the thing was like. That episode was actually pretty good, but that whole yeah. part, the Pickle Rick thing, was not that interesting or good. So I never understood why that was the thing that everybody took away from that. Well, it was quotable. 
I guess. I, I, I'm P- Pickle Rick. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, for me, um, I, I, I did. I enjoyed the first two seasons of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it also it doesn't help that um, I, I hate being negative, but I just detest Dan Harmon, the one of the show's creators. Mm-hmm. I just hate him. I just, I just think he's the most obnoxious, self righteous, elitist piece of do. <laughs> When I watch interviews with him, I literally I hated Rick and Morty more and more the more I I listened to him talk. I was like, oh my god! I just he's the kind of person that you know. Literally, I would meet at a party and decide the whole party was shit just because I met that guy and had to hear him talk. Wow, I I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen an interview with him. I know we've talked don't. about this before. I I just <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Well, the first, the problem was the first time I'd watched some Rick and Morty and really liked it. And mm-hmm. then he was interviewed in a documentary about back to the future. Uh, yeah. And in the documentary, he made some ridiculous, some ridiculous comparison. The, my big problem with him, honestly, is that he's super negative. He's not, ev- he's like negative about everything. Mm-hmm. He's hateful about everything. And he's super self-righteous. Yeah. So, that combo makes it hard for me to get along. And, uh, uh, he, he basically said something along the lines of like, you know, the reason back to the future is stood the test of time is because it's good. And then he said like, and how many movies are really good? I mean, if the movie industry were any other business, if it was a tuna company and every time you open the can of tuna, um, most of the time you found a, a human finger in there, you would, you would complain and the tuna company would have to do better. But in movies, it's not that way. You get like a finger in the can nearly every time. So when a movie's good, people remember it. And I'm like, dude, I go to the movies. Well, I used to <laughs> go to the movies like once to twice a week. And I cannot tell you it was, it was so rare that I saw a movie I thought was just absolutely rotten. Most of the movies were worst case fine. Well, I, I just think that's a weird, like a false equivalency. Like that just yeah, doesn't make any sense. Cool. Yeah, but, but it's like cool. yeah. you could compare movies to music or other art and then you get basically the same ratio pretty much. I think you get like some things that are really good and then a lot of things that are probably fine and then some things that are really terrible. Um but I mean, even but they're with, all subjective. Yeah, it, very true, and which is not as, but but it's yeah, and and cans of fish, cans of tuna fish aren't as subjective. I mean, but that's also, but even at the same time, it still doesn't make sense because I'm sure there's a can of tuna that everybody's like, wow, this is the good tuna, and then there's a bunch that everyone's like, eh, this is okay tuna, and then there's like one that it was like, oh my god, that tuna was really bad that time. So it's probably the same too, honestly. I mean, well, but I think that when you say it's like a human finger in the can, I mean, it's like that would only work if people, if a lot of people were, if like at least a small cult following of people were like, I love when I get a finger in there. That's so good. Well, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, maybe human finger doesn't work, but maybe like foreign object or something. Cause I've definitely had things and I've been like, I don't think that was food that I just ate. Like, I think there was something (laughs) wrong, but it's now it's too late cause it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll know in a few hours when I'm at the hospital or not <laughs> exactly yeah yeah
Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>